And welcome to the Just Call It podcast, the best podcast in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. And to be exact, I'm located here in San Leandro, California. Beautiful little town, right smack dab in the middle of Hayward, California, in Oakland, California. Beautiful place, shares a nice mountain range, you know, shares a beautiful marina. Uh, I can't say it's more spectacular than San Francisco. Actually, it's far beyond not spectacular, but it's a town. You know, it's a little city. It's not a town. It's a city. It's a busy place. Um, you know, you can catch me speeding around in my little black scooter. I love San Leandro. I love living here in the Bay Area. I love being here. You know, I was born here, born here, San Francisco native, born in San Francisco um, raised in Daly City, uh, moved over to the suburbs, San Ramon, and then, uh, when I finally got on my own, um, you know, moved over here to San Leandro, been here ever since, been here since I was 26, about to be 33, been about six years since I've been here, and, uh, you know, six years on my own. San Leandro is basically that town for me that uh, got me to, you know, I guess be a man, you know, wherever you move for the first time, I feel like that's the city that kind of makes you be the person who you are in a little bit. So people who have an advantage, they move to the big city for the first time as their first place to move out. They got an advantage, you know, because they're dealing with the hustle and bustle. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot different. But anyways, San Leandro is a little nice town, you know, a little, little city. Town to me, I guess, because I was born here in the Bay Area. So there's so many other cities that have a lot more shit going on, I guess, in San Leandro. But can't hang on San Leandro, the industrial city. City where a lot of work used to be back in the day still is a lot of warehousing, a lot of little small businesses, which is a great thing. Small businesses is what we need in America. You need to stop getting these franchises taking shit over, bro. These big corporate companies. We need more entrepreneurship. And we need to empower those small businesses, give them the ability to provide healthcare benefits, give more money to the people they work for, you know. But anyways, that's beyond the topic of today. Today we're talking about, like, dude, what the fuck happened yesterday? What the fuck happened? Yeah. What the fuck happened is basically a new topic that I randomly brought up today. Uh, I never made it. It's just on the top of my head, and I felt like I should talk about it. Yesterday, I was having a beautiful date with my wife. We were walking on Jack London, you know, great time, beautiful sun, hot, shorts, tennis shoes, shirt. She was looking good. We were both looking good. And, uh, you know, I'm always the guy kind of, you know, in the spring of the moment type of thing. You know, I, 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 if I wanted to, shit, I'll buy something $20,000 for no reason. And then regret it later. I'm somebody who shoots first and asks questions later. And it's not that good. 
But if you follow my philosophy, it is what it is, right? <laughs> you can't, you can only do things that you can only fuck with things that you control. You cannot fuck with things you can't control. And you can't control your instincts. No, I'm just kidding. You can't. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not set for stoicism. I'm just talking about how crazy this shit is. So we're on a date, having a good time. We go to Jacqueline in the Square because we want to get out of the house. It's Sunday. It's almost a rest before the uh, weekday. And, uh, you know, let's go have a little brewskis. Get a little little lunch. So uh, we're like, hey, let's head down to Jack London Square. And Jack London Square, if you guys are not familiar with it, it's in Oakland. It's a beautiful place to hang out. If you guys haven't been there, hitting it up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You got Plank, which is a beautiful place to go play bowling. You got uh, three, uh, two awesome restaurants, actually three, an awesome bar that's been there for a long time. It's like crazy historical, been there for more than 100 years. That has a lot of history behind it. That's Jack London's where, cabin right in front of it, the last chance rendezvous, whatever, saloon that even people from World War II met up there, had a couple drinks. They're, it's just awesome place. Go to Jack London, right? Take your date there, you know, take her out. Like we did. I took my lady out to the farmhouse kitchen, which is a Thailand, uh, Thai food type of place. It's very delicious. A little pricey, but it was worth it. You know, didn't expect it, but, hey, you know, it happens. It happens. What are you going to do? You're going to walk out? You're just going to walk out? Not, not even if she's my wife. I don't give a shit. First date, wife, never walking out in a restaurant you walk in. It's embarrassing. But I understand because some shit's just out of the pocket, bro. It's out of your pocketbook. It's out of it's just too much. So anyway, so we get to Jack London, we park. And that wasn't the original idea to go get Thai food. Let me start. So me and my wife, you know, hey, let's go get a drink. Let's go have some fun. Let's go get some food. And, you know, we're talking on the way to go through Jack London, thinking that there's something there to do, which is typically our, our go-to because uh, there's always something to do over there. And then uh, we're like, hey, let's take the ferry. Let's go take the ferry down to uh, the ferry building in San Francisco. Let's go get some moisture. Let's go get some seafood. Let's go have a good time. So we're like, hey, fuck it. Add some money to the Clipper card, which is basically a card that helps you get quick and easy through entering in and out of the ferry. And the ferry's cheap. If you've never done the ferry before in the Bay Area, and if you're a Bay Area native or you just come in visiting, check out the ferry. It's super fucking cheap. It's basically like a 19-minute yacht ride, and uh, you can get beers on the little boat. Um, you can head down to San Rafael, get back and forth. It's cheap. It's a $9 ride or something like that, back and forth. But anyways, we're like, hey, let's go take the ferry. We're going to head down to San Francisco, get some, get some food. We get there early a little bit, about six minutes early before the boat arrives. We're like, cool, we're early. This is going to be awesome. We're about to go get some seafood. We love riding the ferry now. It's about our second time about to ride it. You know, this is going to be worth it, man. This is going to be fun Sunday. Not a fun Sunday. Well, not a fun Sunday for the people waiting for the ferry. I'll tell you that because since it was just a random thing that we thought about, we didn't have to take the ferry, but. We waited for the ferry for about 45 minutes, which was, should have been only about a seven-minute wait. It turned into 45 minutes. 
what happened was, is basically from what we learned, and we didn't understand because we were trying to look on the news at that very moment, what the fuck happened to the ferry? It never showed up to the harbor. And a ferry is supposed to be on time, just like the BART, just like a bus, just like a train. It's on time. But this time it wasn't. Goes to find out, reported the next day in the morning, some guy. He's like, hey, let me jump off the boat and into the ocean. I don't know what his reasoning was behind it, but this is what was reported. He just jumped off the boat. This is the ferry taking people back and forth every fucking day for work and the weekend. This guy jumped off, and they can't find him. They're still looking for him. He's some guy. I don't know if he wanted to show his friends that he's badass. He's like, hey, bro, don't worry, man. I got a, I got a trick for you. I'm going to jump off this boat and go meet you over here. I don't know what his thing was, but he jumped off. And now the people, uh, uh, authorities are still looking for him. I don't know if he was a felon. I don't know if he was uh, uh, just some guy doing a trick, doing a stunt, or he wanted to kill himself. I had no fucking clue. But he decided to just jump off. So in the aftermath of all this, we're waiting for the fucking ferry sitting there on the dock on the harbor there in Alameda. And we're, I mean, in, in Jack London Square, we're just chilling, hanging out, talking because we're on a little date, you know, me and my wife. We see this freaking police boat like jam it on the freaking on the freaking uh, uh, waters there on the little estuary little lane there, just jamming it. I guess we go we decide to just say fuck it. We're not gonna go, and we look down the river to see what happened to the ferry. We can see the ferry parked on the side of another harbor, basically with ton of boat cops and cops and a helicopter trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And uh, they couldn't find the guy. So I don't know how they figured that out. How they, uh, uh, um, you know, eyewitness accounts. The, the, the ferry never came. I mean, I think those people, the, I mean, we went to go get dinner and stuff like that. There was people still coming back from the ferry because they, their plans got canceled. So they were just like, hey, let's just kick in on Jack London and go have dinner. But hey, man. Shit happens, you know, hey, you taking a little ferry, fuck it, let's just jump in the ocean, jump in the bay, you know, who cares, it's not cold, it's a hot summer day, jumping in between this estuary where the port of Oakland is at, busy ass canal of water, um, you know, maybe no seaweed might tangle my foot, drown me, no, they can't find the guy. I mean, I'm just wondering if this guy was like a felon. What the fuck was he doing? I mean, I get it. He's trying to like, maybe he was from Alcatraz, bro. Maybe he was one of those guys still like like hiding. And he just jumped out. He's like, fuck it. I go back in the water. Head back to prison. This ain't worth it. Society sucks. You know? He just turned into a freaking mermaid. I don't even know. But it is what it is. People, if you're riding the ferry and you see anybody, jump off the fucking ferry. Don't tell anybody because I don't want to miss my fucking ferry. Don't tell anybody. You see an idiot jump off the ferry in San Francisco. Don't 
tell anybody. You know why? Because that idiot is doing that for no fucking reason. And he's going to go missing. He wants to go missing. It was like a setup. I mean, who knows where that guy's at? He's probably going to just wash up somewhere on fucking San Leandro Harbor Marina. Just like in a fucking Giants jersey. Just because he wanted to go. He's coming back from the game because we lost. I mean, no disrespect to this dude, but what the fuck? This guy had a bright idea. He said, fuck it, I'm jumping off the ferry. This is my vacation. This is how I party. I jump off ferries into fucking cold, bay water, brackish as fuck, dirt, seaweed, hella boats flying through. He probably got went under the ferry, got his fucking brain propellered off, got eaten by a cup of sea otters. His bones right now are sitting at the bottom of a fucking algae-ridden oak harbor. This guy's bones just drifted to underneath the Potomac. That was pretty crazy, man. I mean, we never knew what happened. We were trying to figure it out. My wife was looking at the news on her Twitter, you know, seeing any updates. You know, why? And then we fit, realized that the ferry sucks at updating what the fuck is happening. So, like, the BART tells you instantly, boom, some guy jumped in front of the tracks. We ran him over. Or some bum doesn't want to get off on the BART. Or, or there's a fight. Or some idiot smoked on the BART. And then the fucking fire alarm went on. You know, they tell you what the fuck is happening. But the ferry is like, well, we don't know what the fuck happened. We're just late. We're driving a boat. These things are unpredictable. We can't control the waves. But you sure can hell control information flying out of your guys' computer. Send a tweet. Send something to somebody. Tell people, hey, man, we got a fucking idiot swimming. He's like, fuck it, I'm swimming. I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here. He fucking Aquaman out of out of the ferry, bro. He wasted his money, you know. He fucking clipper card himself on the ferry and he jumped off. They're still gonna charge his ass. Who knows? I mean, I I wish I was there though to see that guy jump off. I really wish I was there to see. Why the fuck he jumped off? Like, was he having a bad day? You know, this Sunday afternoon at fucking beautiful golden light. He's like, life sucks. Whoosh. Jumping in the ocean. Because I can't swim. Or who knows? He busted a Titanic, but the boat didn't go down. Anyways, man. I've been really getting into stoicism. I've been really, really, you know, um, reading it, uh, listening to it on YouTube. Just awesome shit, you know. I've always listened to uh, meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And Marcus Aurelius is a real person, if people don't know that. He's not just Russell Crowe from The Gladiator. He's a real dude, Marcus Aurelius. He was a poor man 
rose in the ranks of the so being a soldier, uh, was admirated, I mean, was adored by a, a king or a general. And, uh, you know, because he didn't like his sons, his sons were not that great. And because he was a rough and tough dude, he promoted him to becoming general and he slowly became king. Or emperor, as you want to say. But Marcus Aurelius was a badass dude. I guess he wrote a diary. Um, I'm pretty sure this guy never imagined that this book that he wrote, I mean, it is thick. It's not just like, hey, this is my diary, uh, one page at a time. It is a thick fucking book. You know, it's a long book. If you're going to read that shit, you probably could read it in a day for sure. But it's, it is thick with thick words. Big words. I'm just kidding. You know, there's a lot of shit in that book. A lot of stuff to grasp. I definitely don't recommend audio book, but if you have a really hard time reading that shit, jump to it. I like to read the audio book version and put the speed up to about 1.5. Because a guy narrates it hella slow. Like he's trying to talk like he really is our Marcus Aurelius. Chill out, bro. You're not Marcus Aurelius. You're reading some some guy's uh, transcript or interpretation of meditations. Anyways, so Marcus Aurelius, this emperor, I guess he kept some type of diary or journal with himself. And he wrote in this book. His thoughts, his opinions, a lot of shit. Um, I don't consider it a journal or a diary or anything personal because he doesn't really talk about anything particularly personal. And if he did, he talked about himself personally, like as if he was talking to himself as if he was an emperor. Because the way he voices his opinions, like, it's insane. Like, he, he sounds like he, he's immortal. But anyways, like, there's no way this guy penned this book. That's just my opinion. Like, this guy interpreting the book, he basically said, hey, let me put these extra big motherfucking words here. And this is exactly what he said. No. No. You should write the book. Exactly how he said it, but I don't know what he said, so, or exactly interpreted in, I guess, Greek or Roman at the time or whatever. But anyways, I'm pretty sure this guy, you know, thousands of years ago, didn't even know that this was going to become one of the most famous and adored and adopted and clearly uh, most influential books till today. I mean, people who are generals, who are presidents have this guy's book. They carry <clears throat> meditations. Actually, uh, you guys can search this up, but Winston Churchill was somebody who always carried the book of meditations with him at all times. Quote me if I'm wrong, don't believe me or whatever, fact check me. But he always had the meditations book written by Marcus Aurelius. So anyways, Marcus Aurelius is a simple guy, turned into a very um, prominent man in, in war. And wrote a book called Meditations, very good book, about stoicism. Which basically, in simple terms, breaking it down, long story short, it's basically living life as it is nature. Meaning as in, you can't control certain things, so you shouldn't worry about them. The only things you should worry about and make better are the only things that you can control, which most of the time is yourself. So say, for instance... Somebody makes fun of you or you somebody talks shit or whatever to you at work and you get typically very frustrated. Well, if you want to interact and put some stoicism there, 
The only thing you can control is your reaction to those actions. So if you do have a reaction to someone talking shit to you, you're basically complicit to the guy's actions, basically. So stoicism is that you basically control what it is that you do. You can't control the actions of others, but you can truly control the actions of yourself. You can't control natural disaster, but you can can control where you live, right? You can't control, you can make your body healthy as shit, but you can't control a virus getting into you or a sickness or a disease. So in essence, we should only be worrying about the things that we can truly control. And um, I've been reading that a lot. I think that's, uh, it's true. You know, we go around this world and we're trying to always control everything. You know, everything that we can. And we even worry about things that we have no fucking control about. We think that we can have control over those things, but we really don't. I mean, we like to think that we control our own destiny, but sometimes half of the time we don't. I mean, right when you're born, you you don't choose who you were born by or who those people were. Basically, they made the choice for you. Basically, you're almost a repercussion of nature that they can't control, as in they could have controlled the semen answering the vagina, right? But that's the crazy part. You can't control certain circumstances. So don't be so damn hard on yourself. You can't make people change. So don't sweat making people change or listen to who the fuck you are because you can be screaming in the mirror all day. No one ain't going to fucking listen to you. You can't, you can be screaming to everybody in their ear. They have a choice of whether or not they're going to do what you say. You can't change people because it's not in your control. You can't change the world because it's really not in your control. Stoicism is a brilliant thing. I think it's something that people should check out. You know, it's a cool thing to listen to. And um, Stoicism has um, influenced tons of other uh, writers and philosophers, even though Stoicism was, you know, almost penalized back in the day. Um, You know, people who did Stoicism, who learned that type of philosophy, were poor. And most of the time, if you learned philosophy, you learned it from a rich person and you went to their academy. For Stoicism, you learned it in like coffee shops, if you want to say. But these guys learned it in little alleys, probably. You know, on the streets or little stores, they say. Stoicism. In essence, and in conclusion, when it comes to Stoicism, I truly believe that you really can't worry about the things that you can't control. And you really should just focus on bettering yourself and bettering the things that you can't control. And uh, one of the beautiful things about stoicism is controlling your reactions towards things, good or bad, no matter what happens your way. The best stories told, the best story told, I think, is um, told about Epicus, which is another stoic philosopher 
And it's the story of his life and how he really became a Stoic. And I think he was kind of like the birth to Stoicism, as I, I think, I believe, or whatever. Anyways, this man uh, was a rich man, very rich, filled with a lot of money, I guess. And uh, he was riding his boat along the way. And he lost all his riches because the boat crashed. Couldn't handle the waves. And he didn't really know what to do about this when he, and he made it though. He made it out with nothing. And what he did was instead of worrying about a situation, he actually went to a library and got books about stoicism. And he realized that he can't really do anything about his situation. What happened? All he can really do is how he, how, all he can really do is control how he reacted to the situation. So he rebuilt himself and became one of the best Stoic philosophers of all time. That's one thing that you have to remember is the only thing you can control is how you react to the situation. So, you haven't had a bad day? Remember, control. You got the power. Can't control what happened, but you can control how you feel. Peace out, everybody, and thank you for listening to 